Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Let's have a soul talk about Advent and Christmas time. It's a, such a special time of year, Christy, and uh, it's a time in our family that we like to be very intentional around celebrating the birth of Jesus and just being together as family with uh, times of conversation and uh, fun activities and and uh, celebrating the season. Yeah, there's there's so much to celebrate, and it's a great time of year. There are times when in the past I feel like I've kind of missed Jesus in Advent because there is so many other busyness, festivities, distractions, traditions. And so it's really helped us to be intentional with our focus spiritually on Jesus to get my heart right and to put that priority and not let the the, the pressures, all the year and things also that get crammed in there to really cause me to to miss Jesus at Christmas. There's a lot of traffic. The roads are busier. People are driving faster. They're, they're honking. Stores are, are filled up and everybody's trying to cram more into their schedule. And for the most part, it's, it's good things that we're all wanting to do. Gathering with family, going to parties and buying gifts for each other and, and uh, many aspects of celebration. And yet the good can become the enemy of the best and we can we can lose the the moments of uh, enjoyment and relationship and uh, prayer and meditation that are so uh, essential to the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, we can. And it doesn't mean that it's like we can't do any of the other things that aren't spiritual at Christmas time. We still enjoy those things, going and looking at lights together, decorating, putting up a Christmas tree and other decorations special Christmas cookies and Christmas foods that are only available once a year, going to, to festive Christmas activities, things like tree lightings or Christmas carol sings. Even we like to go and see the a Christmas carol play, usually, because that helps us kind of recalibrate. I especially need that because sometimes I can uh, there can be a scrooge in me and I I knew that confronted and to be reminded that that's not my true self. That's that's not really who I am and who I want to be. So we're trying to find Christ in the culture. We don't want to just throw right. away the cultures. Oh, it's too loud. It's too hurried. It's materialistic. Uh, it's ruined Christmas. And it's understandable sometimes that we might feel that way or think that way about it. But uh, we prefer to enjoy a play like A Christmas Carol, That uh, even the movie The Man Who Invented Christmas, which... Like well, God invented Christmas, but but yet it's uh, Charles Dickens' story, and you see how the celebrations of Christmas really escalated with his his book when he released that, and and there's a lot of good that's being taught in that, and it it it's fun, and so finding Jesus in that, finding Jesus in gift givings, finding Jesus in uh, decorating a tree, and turning on uh, Christian Christmas music while we're decorating the tree. Um, many different things. We, we With the kids, we would always have a, a pizza party under the tree after we had a, a, all the, the decorations on and all the lights on and just times of conversation and, and sharing with each other. And a way it, to enjoy the fruit of our labor and just really be present and to enjoy it. 
Yeah, and part of that being present is having a, a conversation like, what are you looking forward to about this Christmas? And listening to everybody. Is there anything that you're you're stressed about? And listening to each other, praying for each other. And that can work its way into a, a meal without it becoming like a, a, a heavy religious thing. Uh, reading a, a scripture verse and uh, from the Christmas story and letting uh, people share what that means to them or their thoughts about it and not taking too long when the kids are little. Um, and so these kinds of things have helped make the uh, Christmas holidays more meaningful for our family. And things like focusing on St. Nicholas and who he really was as a true saint, as a, as a worshiper of Jesus. And that that's really also with integrating some of the traditions of today with the truth of where they started and and the focus on Christ in that. I we, think... we raised our kids on that with the, the kneeling Santa ornaments where Santa's kneeling before the uh, the cradle of uh, the, the baby Jesus is in and a book that tells that story just so that the, 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 um, the myth that has become Santa Claus, which is like so uh, such an enormous thing, uh, is not the, the kernel of, of truth and blessing and worship to God that's back there at the, at the bottom of that so that our, our kids know that and understand that and can not, not lose sight of that. There, there is some real opportunities of discipleship in Advent season, in the Christmas season. We, we want to we enjoy those. We go Black Friday shopping. So it's, it's, it's like um, it's a fun thing with, with our kids that we, we did as they were growing, growing up. And uh, we still do that with uh, one, of our, one of our children now. And we get hot chocolate and we get deals on stuff and we buy the Christmas presents and we hear Christmas music in the stores and, and we enjoy that. And, and uh, music that's celebrating the birth of Jesus even, Hark the Herald Angels Sing and, and, and other things, or the little, little drummer boy that's not from the Bible, but he's bringing his, his gift to Jesus by playing his drum, rum-pa-pum-pum. It brings me great joy and it even actually helps me to intercede when we're out shopping and I hear Christian Christmas carols to think, God, you're so good. Look, your truth is still being proclaimed here in this very secular place with people who aren't, you're, you're not on their mind at all. And so I start to pray that people will hear, they'll listen, that they'll be, their hearts, minds will be quickened and to turn to receive the gift of Jesus, or even to connect with Jesus in, in worship, even as I'm standing in line, and maybe I'm a little irritated or weary from the shopping, but there's an opportunity right there to remember, God's with me. And something that's helped us to do that is to meditate on uh, scriptures that are associated with Advent, with the coming of Christ, the birth of Jesus. And so uh, I've memorized Mary's Magnificat one year and was uh, reciting that to myself all through the Advent season and in leading uh, my groups for pastors at <clears throat> that time. I, was, I shared that meditation with everybody because I, I like when I'm memorizing a scripture and finding fruit from it, then to share it with others in, in my ministry. And uh, it's out of things like this that we develop the Surprising Joy Advent cards that, that we sell in our Soul Shepherding store. And so uh, this was just a fun thing that we just developed many years ago where we decided a great way to celebrate Advent would be to pick one of the characters in the Advent story and then with the scripture behind that character's uh, life to, to meditate on that scripture 
And to just see the birth of Jesus through the eyes of that character. And one way to do it is to then just carry that meditation through the Advent season and just keep going deeper with it and let it spin off in, into prayers and times of, of sharing uh, with friends or with family and so forth. And then we expanded it because we were sharing it with our uh, our groups of pastors and uh, women in ministry and so forth. And we brought our kids into it. And we brought the the cousins into it and, and different family gatherings. And so we put out these pictures of each of the different characters and, and let everybody uh, pick one and then share around the table. Well, which which uh, Advent character did you pick? And well, what's what's the verse? And everybody reads it around the table. And and, and, and if it's appropriate in a given setting, well, how, how do you relate to this? And how do, how do you feel? And, and then even praying for each other. And so we, we've had a lot of fun doing that because some of the Advent characters, it's not just Mary and Joseph uh, and the shepherds and the wise men, but we got the innkeeper in there. And we've even got the, the, the lamb and, and the camels and, and the star. And so the kids enjoy it too. And it's, it's whenever you do these, we have a number of these different, we call them visual devotion experiences where there's, there's a picture connected to a, a Bible verse and a prayer, it, it, this sort of a spiritual practice is the great equalizer in that the, the, the most mature disciple of Jesus and, and the beginner, uh, they're, they're all at the table together and everybody can relate to a picture and everybody can have some response to it. Yeah, it's funny because for many years I never did the lamb or the the star or some of the ones that I thought you had created for the kids because I thought, well, they're, they're for the kids. That's why Bill put those in. But then I, I did them and they were powerful. The Lord really met me in them. And, you know, and I, I love the way that Jesus says, let the children come to me and accept you be as a child. You can't enter the kingdom of God. And I found that to be true as I humbled myself. I really did. The kingdom broke in. And that's one of the things too, that we like as an Advent tradition that Advent affords us is opportunity to remember and to celebrate what God's done. And so I always, as I'm looking at the Surprising Joy Advent cards, I'm remembering each year kind of how God met me or spoke to me in past Advent seasons through my meditation on that character in the story. Or when we're decorating our Christmas tree and we're putting the ornaments on, I'm I'm celebrating it. We're, we're often remembering, oh, remember when you made this? And we're talking about the different ornaments that we've made. Or remember when you got this at that ornament exchange? And we're, we're kind of celebrating and some some fun and happy memories or as one of our traditions at Advent is I put up our family Christmas cards from the first year we were married all the way up to our current one in order. And as I'm putting those up, I'm I'm just giving thanks to God and praising Him and remembering all these special times of Christmas celebrations together that we've had. And sometimes there's some pain in those pictures. I'm remembering the seasons that, oh, that was a hard year or Oh, we were going through that at this time of the year. But also I can, even though it maybe is a memory of it wasn't a picture-perfect Christmas, that there's still, I can see God's faithfulness and journeying with us and how he's worked for good. So these traditions for Advent and Christmas, they really help us to to bond uh, together as, as family, as friends, and most importantly, with the Lord. Because when we repeat something as a tradition and there's a meaning behind it that we, we talk about, we pray about, it, it deepens our, our understanding and our heart engagement. It, it becomes something that we, we remember and like you're illustrating, we're living into it. We have, we have life experiences, not only good ones, but even hard ones that, that get gathered up into these traditions, but especially the feeling of connectedness and celebration 
and in doing life together. And and so traditions are so powerful, uh, particularly when we can collaborate with them. Meaning we involve family, we involve friends. So we're not like forcing something on somebody, but we're doing something they actually enjoy, and and it becomes meaningful. Like okay, this is what we do in in our family, and it it gathers us together. They can be little inbreakings of the kingdom of God to us, invitations of that. So I'm thinking back to the family Christmas cards that I just mentioned, and I'm thinking about the Christmas card when Brianna was a baby, our youngest, and she's screaming in the Christ- in the family Christmas card picture of that. That's like one of our worst family pictures because it was such a hard time because right after we took that picture, she went into Children's Hospital Intensive Care fighting for her life as a baby. She was sick when we took that picture. And it was oh, there was just a lot of desolation and a lot of pain that Christmas. It was really stressful with me being in the hospital with her, trying to care for her and feed her, and you trying to care for David and Jenny who were just two and a half and four and a half, and they were sick too. And we weren't able to all be together on Christmas. And yet there were some real gifts that Christmas that I could look back and I could remember and thank God for and for his faithfulness and for how family did come and stay with Brianna for a couple of hours so I could come home and be with the kids for Christmas for a couple of hours and how a a friend from work came to be with Brianna so I could meet you for the Christmas Eve service and how standing there in for hours upon hours in solitude and silence with just Brianna and I and the Lord, 24 hours a day, day after day for a month, with holding my screaming sick baby and thinking about how God humbled himself to become a baby, so vulnerable, just like Brianna was, so feeling pain, screaming, just like Brianna was, feeling cold, feeling the discomforts, and and struggling with even Jesus got sick in his human body and and knew pain in his body, and Mary and how it was for her to have the responsibility of caring for the Messiah as a human baby, and all the new insights and experiences that were were increasing my appreciation of, of, of God's gift to us at Christmas. And so now as I look back at that family photo, it unleashes so much rich spiritual memory for me and fruit for me. You're showing us, Christy, how you, you took the experience, the, the, the uh, fear and uh, stress of that Christmas and the, the grief of things being so different and all the challenges with Brianna's health and recovery. You, you took that into the Christmas story. You took that into the nativity, into, into the scriptures, and you found... Uh, uh, Jesus there. You even found the Holy Family, Mary and Joseph mm-hmm. and Jesus there and their experiences. And so you were melding your experience, your trial, your emotions with those that uh, p- people had in the first Christmas. Yes. And I was also doing, we did a podcast recently on lament and the role of being emotionally honest. There was a lot of that for me, that Christmas as well, because I wasn't enjoying some of these other Advent traditions we were talking about. I was, and I was lamenting that. I was lamenting that I wasn't able to go Christmas shopping for our kids. I was lamenting that I wasn't able to go into any holiday plays or performances or celebrations or gatherings. I was lamenting that I spent the whole Advent holed up in a hospital. And I felt like I missed Christmas in a sense. And yet I didn't. I, what was most important about Christmas in the intimate connection with Jesus 
and appreciating his coming was most profoundly present to me of all Christmases ever. And you have a special bond with Brianna to this day, mm-hmm. uh, 26 years later, because of the way that you were just with her through that whole ordeal, almost every hour of every day, except for a little time to sleep. And uh, yeah, and so God worked a great good through that. And we had we had less Christmas presents under the tree, but we had some laughs about the ones that were there because <laughs> dad bought them all. No, you did a great job. You're actually a better gift giver than I am by far. And I was I was amazed. And it was a gift to me too, to see you have the joy of that and what you got the kids, which was so fun. And each was so personal and thoughtful and appropriate because you, you're better at that than I am. But we just so appreciated being together. Yeah, yeah. And so... It gives a different perspective when you go through a trial like that. And many of you have had uh, health challenges or you've gone through the loss of a loved one uh, recently. And so that that puts a really sad note on the holiday season. And yet, if you practice what we talked about with the the, uh, emotional honesty and gratitude before Thanksgiving and you... um, uh, apply the things we're talking about now, there's a way that you can experience the birth of Christ in a fresh way, even in the midst of the the stress, the disappointment, the grief, uh, the conflict that's not resolved. Uh, these, are, these are all part of Christmas too, and they're part of the first Christmas. There was a lot of uh, uh, people, kids were killed in the first Christmas because Herod was trying to kill the infant Jesus. And the, the whole Christmas story, jo- Joseph and Mary and Jesus running for their lives uh, all the way to Egypt, uh, and a very uh, difficult journey, uh, hundreds of miles. And so many things about that first Christmas, Mary giving, going through labor when she's on a donkey ride for 70 miles and giving birth in a, in a stable uh, with a bunch of noisy, smelly animals around. And many things, the, the shepherds who are... D- dejected, rejected, uh, riffraff, uh, low class in their, their world, and yet he, uh, God appears to them and announces that the Messiah has, has come. And so there are many juxtapositions of the negative and the positive and the painful and the joyful in the original Christmas story. And so if we put pressure on, on Christmas and the holidays, it just needs to be all happy. We're, we're, we're missing the whole point because it's really this, this integration of things that, that are difficult, but things that are beautiful. Yeah, we can romanticize it and think it, it should be this ideal and have expectations that actually can really set us up to, to be disappointed if we get overly attached to some of those expectations. So friends, we would love at Soul Shepherding to give you the gift of the Surprising Joy Advent Cards. This would be such a blessing to you in your family, uh, in your gatherings. We've even done this with our Soul Shepherding staff. We've had uh, pastors do this with their church staff, nonprofit leaders. Uh, people do this in their small, with their small group community, uh, with their friends. It makes for a great gift. And these are quality cards or they're uh, cardstock, uh, five by seven. With We've commissioned an artist who, who did uh, beautiful portrayals of, of 16 different Advent characters. So there's 32 cards in the set, two cards for each of the characters. And it's really fun and meaningful for people to pick pick out a card. And just it's very simple meditation on the back that even a, a school-aged child can do where you see the picture and there's a, a, a simple verse to read and, and, a, and a question to reflect on. 
and very easy to uh, to pray about that or to share with with your your family or your small group or your friends. And it just makes for a very meaningful experience. And so for us and for many people, the Surprising Joy Advent Cards have become a holiday tradition that's just this part of what we do at Christmas time. And you can do it every year and not get bored with it. We also love doing them on retreat. And we often, every year, Soul Shepherding does a Advent retreat using the Surprising Joy Advent Cards and sending people out to an hour of solitude and silence on a Saturday just to reflect on that card and pray through it and be with Jesus and listen to the Lord and then come back and share and be enriched from hearing how the Lord met and spoke to each person through their character. It's, it's a joyful way to make some space to be intentional and connect with the Lord. Yeah. If you're a retreat leader or a speaker, you can use the uh, Surprising Joy Advent cards uh, to lead your group or lead your retreat, or you can bring uh, us or, or someone from our Soul Shepherding team to you, to you and we can do it for you. Uh, if you're a spiritual director these are, uh, or a coach, counselor, these are great tools for your clients to help them reflect uh, and, and pray and meditate through the holiday season. We decided to make them a little more expensive and robust by doing two of each card so that you could use them with a group or a larger family gathering so that more than one person can choose the same card. And so that's another thing, that you do get two sets of each of the cards in each Surprising Joy card set, as well as some cards that give you some breath prayers to carry with you throughout the season to continue to help you reignite and reopen and remind yourself of God's presence and reconnect, and even a breath prayer that can help you calm down and relax and get out of the anxiety and stress of the season as you pray slowly and deeply over and over, turning your mind upon the scripture. That can be a great Advent tradition. These are Advent breath prayers from the Bible, yeah. like Mary's prayer uh, to, uh, to God, let it be to me according to your word, when she received the, uh, the incarnation. And so, yeah, we, we hope that these will be a blessing for you. And uh, let's just pray for, for you now. Lord, just thank you for each of our friends listening. It's such a joy to be in community with them. And just pray your best blessings and graces upon our families and our, our circles of friendship and our the people that we minister to, Lord, all of us collectively. God, we just pray that you would help us to really enter into the true celebration of the spirit of Christmas and, and this Advent season where we just celebrate your coming, Jesus, that just changed the world, changed our lives. Uh, we are so grateful for you, Jesus, the presence of God, the love, forgiveness, and grace of God, the truth of God that you have brought to us. You mean everything to us, Lord. Your story, the gospel story, is the best story, and it's come to us, and we get to be a part of it. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at soulshepherding.org.